folks, let's spend some time with friends up north. Pat Kreitlow of Up North News is on Lake Minnesota. Kristen Lyerly in OBGYN is on the Fox River. And up on Lake Monaco is Kirk Bangstead of the Monaco Brewing Company. Wherever you are, welcome. You're up north. Won't you let me die? Hello and welcome to the Up North Pad Co- Podcast. I'm Kirk Bankstead. I'm Kristen Lyerly. I'm Pat Kreitlow. And on the show this week, answering questions about the brand new world that we're living in now. As if the pandemic hasn't been enough of a jolt, followed by Trump trying to stage a, a violent coup. We saw that the right wing takeover of the judicial branch is nearly complete because they actually went there and repealed Roe versus Wade. And that was just at the federal level. The state Supreme Court is also controlled by the far right. And just today ruled that a squatter on the DNR board, a Scott Walker appointee, can stay on the board, even though it's term ended over a year ago, as he conspires with legislative Republicans to block the nomination of a replacement nominated by Governor Tony Evers. That combined with the lame duck session when they stripped powers away from the governor before Evers was even inaugurated, tells you they have no respect for the peaceful transfer of power, a bedrock of democracy. So back to the federal level, there was the January 6th commission this week where tape was played showing retired General Michael Flynn, a former national security advisor, being asked if he believed in the peaceful transfer of power. And his answer was to plead the Fifth Amendment against self-incrimination. Guys, this democracy is not infallible. It is entirely dependent upon good faith respect for institutions, and a graceful transfer of power after accepting that the voters didn't choose you this time around. If that gets trashed, we are in big trouble. You can't wish away the growing faction of Americans, fellow Americans, who are okay with ruling by force. You have to outvote them on Election Day, and you have to be vocal every other day that wrong is wrong. There is no honorable way to support people who lie, cheat, and steal. So, Kirk and Kristen, that takes us back to the Supreme Court where a seat was stolen. Several seats, it now appears, were given out based on a lie and where you're cheating if you take away a right based only on politics, not our Constitution. But they went and did it anyway. So we're going to answer some questions about a post-Roe Wisconsin especially the big one, guys, where do we go from here? Kirk, I'm speechless. So, yeah. So Pat, the, I mean, Wisconsin, I would, I mean, there, I, the, the, to say that Wisconsin is the most screwed up state because we, we, we really only have one branch of government playing by the rules right now, the executive branch. I, I would say that we're the most screwed up state, but I know that we're probably not. And that just scares me even worse. Uh, but but I have to say, and we're going to get into Roe v. Wade in the next segment, but I have to say, listening to these hearings is like the only thing that I've got to hold on to right now, because it's we've got Republicans who are actually Cassidy Hutchins, a 25 year old woman, is actually standing up against her entire party and telling the truth. And that's that's the only thing I got to hold on to right now after Roe v. Wade and after all these crazy things being handed down in Wisconsin. It's so true. And watching her give her testimony and her level of composure and the things that she's saying are stunning. I mean, we knew this was bad, but wow, it is so much worse than I could have ever imagined. So you're right. We need something to give us hope in this really bleak time. 
And, and I don't mean to put uh, splash cold water on the hope, but it is worth noting, you know, she, it took a year and a half for her to come forward, uh, much less the cowards who, you know, who worked around her, who are men my age, uh, you know, who, who couldn't be bothered or the reporters who wanted to wait for the tell all book, you know, rather mm-hmm. than talk about what they know when they know it. So we, we live in a different time. Uh, we've definitely lost our innocence and the, you know, we we've taken that blow, but the times has come to get up off the ground and dust ourselves off and, you know, fight for the country that we once had and that we want to have again. So when we come back, what the repeal of Roe means for women and the people who support them, what it means legally in Wisconsin, what are the healthcare options beyond our borders and how can you be helpful to people who've just been abandoned by the Republicans who control the courts? That's all after this. You're up north. And they were singing, bye-bye, Miss American Pie. Drove my Chevy to the levee, but the levee was dry. And them good old boys were drinking whiskey and rye, singing, this'll be the day that I die. This'll be the day that I die. Welcome back to the Up North podcast, where usually we're very upbeat, but today we're feeling very downbeat. Because, for a lot of reasons, but one big reason in all of our lives, because we all kind of meet mostly, but all of us live in the world of women's health. And as we all know, Roe was repealed on Friday. And that's been crushing for the nation. 26 states lost or potentially will lose access to abortion care. Here in Wisconsin, we had an old 1849 law on the books that makes abortion illegal, even in cases of rape and incest, with only one exception. And that's an exception for the life of the mother. And that exception, which in 1849, I think was very different than it is in 2022, that exception requires that three physicians sign off on it. So imagine being in Minocqua and you are rushed to the hospital at 2 a.m. on a Sunday morning and you're diagnosed with an ectopic pregnancy, a pregnancy outside of the uterus. And you need to find two other qualified physicians to sign off on your diagnosis in this city at this time, it is absolutely ridiculous. And it is the tip of the iceberg when it comes to women's health, because as we all saw in Clarence Thomas's uh, piece, that there are implications for contraception, gay marriage, not interracial marriage, of course, because that's something. Well, that's, that's what he thinks. Um, (laughs) Right. But, but, you know, Kristen, you laid it out well. And and the one thing that, uh, you know, folks should really take away from what you said is that, you know, there's this Wisconsin law. Well, the same goes for this state's law or that state's law. There is no longer a national right to privacy for married couples, for women. And we'll get into that later with some of these other things. But the point I wanted to make is that the country is now a checkerboard. And it's not just a checkerboard of uh, some states have rights and some states have uh, restrictions. It is a checkerboard with basically a race to the bottom in some of these states. You know, uh, At some point, somebody is going to run as a Republican in Wisconsin. 
and, or, or rather challenge an incumbent Republican and say, you know, this person's been our assembly rep for a while, but Wisconsin's laws aren't as draconian as Texas or mm-hmm. Louisiana or Alabama. So vote for me and I will take even more restrictions. I'll, I'll put, you know, women who get abortions up against a firing squad or whatever the case may be. As each- oh, that's, that's South Dakota. That's already happening. Yeah. We know that Christy Nome is going after physicians. She has specifically said she's targeting physicians. And Wisconsin is on a race to the bottom because Wisconsin Right to Life and a number of other organizations are trying to remove the exception for the life of the mother. So I don't know how they think they can preserve the life of a fetus without a viable mother. I mean, really, if well, you care and, about and, life, how, how does that make sense? You also can't you can't protect the, the fetus without a physician. And there nice. there is going to be um you know that 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 brain drain, if you will, um, much like we've been bleeding out teachers since Act Ten passed. Uh, it's 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 not at all hyperbole to say Wisconsin's going to have a damn tough time. It already is having a tough time in rural areas finding new doctors. Going to get training. a heck of a lot tougher now. Right. And training new doctors. Uh, We know that physicians are not getting the training that they need. And medical students are barred from doing rotations in other states where they can receive this kind of training that they desire. So 100% what you said, Pat, people will not be appropriately trained in the future to be able to take care of not just abortion care, but other complicated pregnancy issues that are not uncommon and happen in desired pregnancies. All right, so Kristen, let me ask you this. Uh, you know, let's get back to Wisconsin. I know that you know we we we've received reports that Planned Parenthood of Wisconsin has suspended uh, active abortions uh, because they didn't know what was going to be handed down. Um, you know, they don't know exactly now. The loss is the law, but we've heard. You know, what are what we've heard? We've heard from Evers that he's not he's going to grant clemency. We've heard from Josh Call, our attorney general, that he won't prosecute. What does this really mean, though, for women? I mean, what 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 what's what's going to happen with women in Wisconsin if they need to have an abortion? We are so grateful to the governor and to the attorney general for the protections that they've offered. But the truth is, they're only as good as long as they are in office. So if they lose the reelection bids in November, there's a six year statute of limitations. So we are still at risk. And that is our careers as professionals providing care. And we don't just provide abortion care. We provide pregnancy care, infertility care, abnormal uterine bleeding, you name it, painful intercourse. I mean, let's talk about it. I want to talk about it all. So there is so much on the line here for medical providers. And Pat, as you said earlier, especially in rural Wisconsin, we don't have enough OBGYNs or enough people, even family medicine docs, emergency medicine docs to handle these obstetrical and complicated gynecological problems that are happening throughout the state. This is a huge problem for everyone. We're going to run short on doctors. Um, We are not going to run short, unfortunately, on grandstanding politicians, because (laughs) even as Attorney General Call says, the State Department of Justice will not prosecute, and Governor Evers has said he would grant clemency, there's still nothing to really stop you know, any local sheriffs, any local district attorneys who want to try to make a name for themselves, you know, who, who want to um, hopefully run for higher office. And then you have the candidates for governor on the Republican side. Um, they were at a forum this week, uh, three of the four, and then the, the other chimed in as well, promising that if they are elected, they will remove 
district attorneys who say that they won't prosecute uh, under the 1849 law. And again, we've talked about, you know, respecting the will of the voters and the peaceful transfer of power. District attorneys are elected positions. Mm -hmm. These are people elected by their hometown voters that a governor, a Republican governor representing big government would remove for, you know, not adhering to politics the way that they like it. So if you if if for any reason anybody out there didn't think that this repeal of Roe didn't have an impact on this fall's elections. It does in many, many ways. Um, You know, and like you said, the the, the current measures are only good as as long as they're in office. But I got it. But, you know, in reality, even though we have Josh Call uh, and we have Evers saying they're not, you know, going to going to try to be, you know, try to not grant clemency or not prosecute, we ha- what are what are women supposed to do? I mean, they're not going to a abortions aren't being given in the state of Wisconsin as you know right now, and so you can't actually break the law because medical providers aren't giving abortions. So, like in essence, you can say whatever you're going to say about not 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 you know prosecuting, but the state of the matter in Wisconsin is that is that women can no longer get the health care they need in our state, and they have to go to Minnesota and Illinois. Am I right? Well, if they can. And, you know, remember, every situation is unique. So for some people, it's a pretty cut and dried scenario. Like I am this far along and I need this care and I have these resources and I'm closest to the state. So they can find the resources and the pathways to get their Planned Parenthood as patient navigators to help them find those things. So there are pathways for those people. What we're finding is that providers are having a hard time with complicated pregnancy issues. So patients are showing up with their bag of waters broken at 17 weeks. And typically we would offer them a pregnancy termination because those outcomes are never good. It puts the mom's life at risk, but these doctors are paralyzed to be able to help these moms with these complicated pregnancies because they don't know if they're going to be charged with a felony for doing it. And it's not just the doctor. It's the doctor at the center of it, but it's the entire organization that's looking at them saying, what are you going to do? And everybody in that organization has an opinion about it. These are incredibly complicated decisions where in Texas, we have seen ectopic pregnancies, people with pregnancies outside of the uterus, the number one cause of early pregnancy death. We've seen these women put back in their cars to drive to New Mexico eight hours with a life-threatening condition because Texas physicians are terrified to treat them. And yet if they do end up needing treatment, usually on on an emergency basis, uh, as mentioned before, that's where, uh, and, and not just for, you know, let's not make it sound like it's something urgent. It, it can be just, just, you know, a miscarriage. Mm-hmm. Again, these are not women who may face prosecution de- depending yeah. on somebody who's really feeling their oats and, uh, st- starts treating them as guilty before proven innocent as they're going through the tragedy of a miscarriage. You're so right. And that just adds insult to injury and really has implications for not only the physical, but the mental health of these women and their families. By the way, a miscarriage in medicalese is a spontaneous abortion. So there's a lot of confusion about the terminology. There's so much misinformation out there about contraception, what types of contraception lead to different things. I mean, it is there is so much Wait. that we need to do to educate people. Wait, so you just... I think everyone in our audience needs to like get hear this again. If a woman has a miscarriage, 
which what what's the stats Kristen like one out of four in their lives you know, have one up to 50% of pregnancies end in miscarriage at yeah. some point in the pregnancy. So if you got some insane sheriff who's just, just wants to go after people, mm -hmm. he could say that that woman tried to abort herself without any, you know, without any evidence, or they could, they could come down hard on this woman as she just lost something that she was, you know, hoping beyond hope that would be like, you know, the most marvelous thing in her life. Yeah, I mean, we saw this. We saw this in Texas. This has already happened. Not yet here. It's only been a few days. But yeah, because the only difference between a miscarriage and an abortion is whether that fetus is viable. And again, the the complexities, the the million shades of gray in, in all of this, belie the black and white notion that uh, you know uh, noted physicians like Doctor Senator Ron Johnson, uh, not a real doctor, <laughs> would like to say that that it's always some kind of easy to know binary choice and that if you want an abortion and you know very few people want an abortion in those circumstances but if you want it you will just go to another state and so that that gets us back to the 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 checkerboard and now not just the checkerboard with state laws the the checkerboard with your health insurance whether you have coverage or you don't does your workplace cover it or not we're hearing about workplaces that you know will cover expenses for travel and health care and you know bless them for doing that but you shouldn't have to go to your employer's hr department and right. say hey um i have this you know problem you know in in my uterus yeah you know that, that four thousand dollars you said you were going to get for those people having a schmishmorshman can i can i have that don't tell anybody this right. is my personal medical thing but yeah but, this is but, yeah, it, it's that but, lack of 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 respect for what is personal, uh, what is medical, what is intimate, what is complex that has people like that, like Ron Johnson or even Robin Voss, the Speaker yeah. of the Assembly, who had one of the more outrageous comments saying that, you know, talking about Evers granting clemency and call not prosecuting. Voss said, it's so sad that Evers and call want to break the law instead of working with the legislature. What legislature? What legislature would they work with? They put themselves on a 10-month paid vacation in February. They are all getting paid $50,000 a year to sit on their ass and spew politics. Wait, not wait, to work with the governor. Didn't Evers call them in a special session? Wasn't it just like yes, he did. Just one last week, week ago? And yeah, T wanted almost, to work with them. Almost none of them left their couches. Uh, yeah, it, it, just a, enough leaders there yep. to gavel it in seconds later, so, gavel it out. Pat Kirk so is this, dying over here. No, I mean, I mean, this Roe v. Wade and, and women not being able to get abortions is way more important and more devastating than, than politics. But, but we bring this up because, because you have guys like Ron Johnson saying, simply go to another state, which which we have to, it bears repeating. I mean, I don't want to play politics. I don't want to just be one side or the other side, but, but the, the, the absolute heinous, you know, like way that like every woman in Wisconsin, if they heard that, it, mm -hmm. it, they should, they should take that as heinously as, as, you know, as it is. He just, he just gave everybody the middle finger, every oh, woman in Wisconsin, the middle he, finger. He acknowledged that it's going to be messy for some. Oh well, thanks for for the acknowledgement. Yes, it's, <laughs> it, it it will 
it will in fact be messy. Kristen, in, in the couple of minutes left in this segment, let's 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 talk about what kind of help is being offered out there. Um, you know, what what are what are doctors doing to uh, again, we don't want to accept this, but at least, you know, make sure that there are certain standards in place for care. Um, you know, Planned Parenthood does so much more than abortions. So obviously they're, they're playing a role here as well in this, in this new unwelcome territory. What can you tell us about that? So only a small percentage of what Planned Parenthood does is abortion care, but they do abortion care. So if people need access to abortion care, they have patient navigators who can help them find their way. And that's important. There are a number of other organizations out there that can help with funding and travel. I mean, did you hear about the airplane, the guys with the airplanes that are willing to fly people to other states? They fly there, they take people to their appointments, and then they fly them back. It's unbelievable the help that is coming out of everywhere because people want to make a difference. And this is the thing back to hope. This is the thing that gives me hope because I know that people understand this at its most fundamental level. They recognize that abortion truly is healthcare and that we need to stand together and get through this. And, and this, we are going to, November is going to be different because of this. And this is all admirable, but again, women should just be able to go do this themselves and not have to ask for help and yes. let somebody else know their business. When yes. we come back, enough of these X's and O's. Uh, we're going to talk about what we all can do next. You're up north. Won't you let me die? And I dreamed I was flying. High up above, my eyes could clearly see the Statue of Liberty sailing away to sea. And I dreamed I was flying. Oh, we come on the ship they call me Flower. Oh, welcome back to the Up North Podcast. I'm Kirk Bankshead with Kristen Lyerly and Pat Kreitlow. I'd like to note that Kristen and I just completely let Kirk hang out to dry there, um, <laughs> knowing that he was missing that he was supposed to handle the welcome back. Um, but he was loving it. But he he loves his music. It's, it's oh. <laughs> Okay, so listen, I was, I was hanging out with Morgan, my girlfriend, and we were actually, she was helping me pick the music. She found this song, and she's uh. like, she's like, the Statue of Liberty floating away. Like, oh. like the it's so apropos for what we're talking about right oh, now, and it yeah. makes you cry. We both kind of got we both kind of got teary eyed sitting there together talking about this. We're like, holy crap, our Statue of Liberty is floating away right now. I know. I mean, we talked about the repeal of Roe, and that's like it's a huge step, but it's one of many steps the Republicans have taken to make the Statue of Liberty float away. Um, look, to put it more bluntly, folks, things are gonna get worse before they get better, but they're not going to get better unless people start taking action now while things are getting worse. And so mm -hmm. to borrow a, a goofy saying from an old boss of mine, it's, it's time to stock you up with some bullets for your intellectual bandolier. <laughs> there, there some, that's good. There's a lot there. Pat. What is that? There's a lot yes. to unpack in that say. saying, probably some of it cultural appropriation. So I'm, I may be done saying that, but I had to tip my cap to him saying it at least once. Um, there are just some things that, that everybody needs to know 
when they're talking, not just between now and November 8th, but well beyond that, you know, too, unfortunately. So let me start with the first one. The repeal of Roe isn't the end. There is more to come. As mentioned uh, in the majority opinion, uh, Justice Clarence Thomas wrote his own separate concurring opinion, all but promising a right wing to do list. And we, we talked about a couple of these already. Griswold v. Connecticut, which establishes a right to privacy. Again, it doesn't say explicitly in the Constitution, you have a right to privacy. But there are enough other freedoms in the Constitution that the Supreme Court 50 plus years ago in Griswold said there is a right to privacy. Government does not need to know if a married couple is having sex not for procreation and needs contraception. Thomas wants to go after Griswold. If privacy is no longer a right, government can come into your bedrooms. Ted Cruz can come into your bedrooms. Don't know. Kristen threw up a little in her mouth there. Robin Voss can come into your bedroom. (laughs) They get to bring back restrictions on getting contraceptives. And it's based, Kristen, on a a very perverse, unscientific approach to fertilization and, and how biology works, which I think we should cover really quick here because we are going to hear more of that, that people say saying that birth control pills are abortion. It's not. It's really true. Birth control pills prevent ovulation. So it prevents that egg from being released. So, so I if, you're, if you're going after that, <laughs> if, if you're going after that before. I think we should implanted. prevent the sperm from being released. That's where we really need to go. I was just getting to that. I was getting to the <laughs> And I don't know why I didn't think of this before, but Kirk, we've got to get that Monty Python song. Every sperm is sacred. You, 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 you Every this. sperm is sacred. That's where they want to go is they want to go no, farther and farther no, no, back. No, they don't want to go to sperm. They want to go to eggs. Let's be yeah. clear. Oh yeah. Clear. Yes. Yep. Um, so now that, and by the way, wait, while we're wait, and this of- also means Griswold, right? Like, it's like, like, yeah. So insurance companies won't cover contraception anymore. You know, Some so- could decide not now, right now. That's uh, I believe that's all covered in the affordable care act, but obviously that is it still depends under- on your religious status of the place. Oh, where you that's work. Right. Hashtag Hobby Lobby. So mm-hmm. I just want to point out that in my lifetime, birth control was not, available, according to the Supreme Court, under Griswold. I mean, it wasn't until Griswold was passed that women had access to birth control and just a little bit of like, you know, the pill history. When the pill was first developed, the only reason, if you've ever seen like a pill pack and you know that there are three weeks of active pills and then a one week of inactive pills so that a woman will have her period during that inactive pill time. Well, the only reason they did that was so that women could hide the fact that they were taking contraception from their partner because it was so taboo. There's actually no reason that we have to have periods. Ladies, are you listening? You don't ever have to have a period. I got you. Send a text to (laughs) upnorthnews.com. Kristen's going to get so many more new patients based on this. So getting back to the, to the sperm end of this, if you will, um, and this is a bit of a mature discussion here, but since government is already telling you sex is for procreation only, according to Clarence Thomas, if he goes after the Lawrence decision, government can tell you it's illegal to have certain kinds of sex, you know, what's routinely referred to as, as sodomy. Um, again, something I never thought we'd ever have to discuss in Wait. this country again. Don't we already have some statutes like that that are actually on the books, yes. but just not enforced like adultery, I think, is one. 
Yeah. I mean, there, there, there's, there's, by the way, I'm going to go off on a tangent for just a second here. Um, these laws are still on the books. And one thing that I'm hearing quite frequently in the past uh, five days since the decision is why didn't Democrats codify Roe v. Wade in all these years? And I have an answer to that. And you may not like the answer, but as somebody who was in the legislature, this is the answer. The answer is Act 10. What I'm saying is, you know, Republicans will do whatever they want and not tell the voters while they're running. They never ran in 2010 saying we will take away the rights of public sector workers. We're just going to do it. We're just going to drop this on you. In 2009, for example, when I was in the legislature, we could have codified Roe v. Wade. We would have gotten a lot of headlines for it. But then what would have happened the day after they passed Act 10? They would have passed a law repealing the codification of Roe v. Wade. The whole point of having an independent judiciary is to avoid this kind of ping pong where Democrats pass it one year, Republicans pass it the other year, Democrats undo it. You're supposed to have courts that look at the law and judge things on the law, not on a political or a partisan whim, which is what we have now with this right-wing takeover of the court, which is why we have to, again, talk about Griswold, why we have to, again, talk about Lawrence and, uh, you know, uh, 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 unmarried sex, and why we have to talk Obergfell, which uh, allowed for the legalization of same-sex marriage. And I mean, as long as we're moving backward, let's be clear, the far right's attack on homosexuality, which we thought was weakening and went down to like a whisper, is going to get louder and louder. And in some states, guys, it's going to get stronger. So you just mentioned these three uh, three Supreme Court decisions that gave us a right to privacy gave uh you know the the lgbtq you know the little safety a little bit of you know a little bit more freedom you know these clarence thomas said basically asked people to to bring these issues back up to the court because they will now decide something different mm-hmm. even it though was nothing an invitation has nothing has changed and this is another important distinction because people say, well, wait a minute there, you know, the Supreme Court had Plessy versus Ferguson, you know, that said separate but equal is okay. And then they had, you know, Brown versus Board of Education, you know, well, yeah, we learned something between Plessy and Brown. What we learned is separate is not equal. It is wrong. And so you, you had this positive change, but as the dissenting opinion said last week, nothing has changed. We have learned nothing different about this constitutional right. You're simply taking away a constitutional right because you don't like it. And that's where we're at. It is it is one form of democracy under attack, which takes us to our next main point. Our, our first point was Roe is not the end. It's only the beginning. Our next point is this isn't just about democracy being under attack. Let's zoom into one particular front in that attack that can be the most damaging. And it's not bad court decisions or other things. It's what we've mentioned before, the peaceful transfer of power, which is mm-hmm. a bed. We talk about the bedrock of democracy is voting, one person, one vote, things like that. Another part of that bedrock is that peaceful transfer of power. Pat, um, wait, could I, could I take the fifth before you keep talking? Yeah. Okay. I'm taking the fifth on the peaceful transfer of power. <laughs> I don't think that you're supposed your, to do that. That's, that's, that should that's be our what, drinking game for today. Take the cheers. fifth every time. I'm taking a, the fifth. 
what we're talking so, about here is, again, as mentioned earlier, retired General Michael Flynn, former National Security Advisor, taking the fifth when asked if he believed in the peaceful transfer of power. And you might think, again, you, you know, you might not pay a lot of attention to this and you're listening to us ramble on and you're saying, oh, you know, it's just one guy. No, it's not one guy and it's not some isolated thing. We talked earlier in the show about state legislators who are undermining rightfully elected governors. In the case of Wisconsin, one of Governor Evers' cabinet secretaries was fired, meaning he was not confirmed. They withheld his confirmation vote for almost a year. And then when Brad Paff said something they didn't like, they held his confirmation vote and voted no, essentially firing him, again, undermining a rightfully elected governor to pick the cabinet that he wants. And then, of course, we've got Congress stealing a Supreme Court seat. Uh, the seat that Merrick Garland should be in right now, but that Gorsuch is in instead because Mitch McConnell held a seat open for months and months and months and did not fill it. And that, too, is, again, denying President Obama's voters at the time, yep. you know, their rights to have a president who makes the nominations to the Supreme Court that he feels best. It's not a peaceful transfer of power if the power is not transferred you know that's what you're saying pat because the power that obama had was to appoint the next supreme court justice or the next few and uh and and they took that power away from him so that's not a peaceful transfer of power and and the one of the main reasons we even started this podcast was to talk about gerrymandering in wisconsin and Mm. that's another undermining of the peaceful transfer of power because you're taking the power away from 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 cities who are who are you know who are chopped up in half and their votes don't count uh and because because they're chopped into ways that don't represent them and we've lost that battle that battle was fought three years ago this week three years ago this week this this supreme court or pretty much the supreme court um you know ruled on a case that killed the challenge to wisconsin's gerrymandering where they said if there is an extreme partisan gerrymander we here in the Supreme Court cannot help you. Our our hands are tied, uh, but tied of, of their own making. And yeah, and it happens too. all over the country. This is not a Wisconsin issue. I mean, Wisconsin is a pretty extreme right. example, but this is North Carolina. This is Pennsylvania. I mean, this happens everywhere. And it completely it is the number one thing that undermines democracy. Even I mean, and I'm going to go off on a little bit of tangent here, but just as you're saying, like, the Supreme Court said we have we don't have the power. Of course you have the power. You're the Supreme Court of the United States. In our own in our own suit against Ron Johnson to try to move remove from the from the ballot, a federal judge, a federal judge who has more power than state than than Wisconsin said we don't have the power to take this case up. This has to be decided within the states even though as we have seen in the last two weeks, Ron Johnson is about as Guilty as it gets, uh, guilty as it gets in abating in the insurrection. A federal we, judge we should, should be really able have a to mule. see that. We need a mule sound effect that we have to play we now totally right? do. from Ron Johnson for 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 being a mule. When you talk about not having the having or not having the power as well, we have to point out the immense hypocrisy between a couple of decisions. The decision Friday that said. There is no right to privacy when it comes to the right to an abortion. And yet with a straight face this week, the court said that a high school football coach 
has a right to privacy to go pray at the 50 yard line. And that somehow that is a private personal moment that isn't at all coercive as if the, 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 the young kids on a football team aren't going to feel coerced to go Mm -hmm. pray in the middle of that field, but somehow they found the power to grant privacy to that coach. Um, and the last one I want to say about the, the uh, attack on the transfer of power is (laughs) thank you, Evan, um, is, is again, (laughs) president Trump's literal attack on the peaceful transfer of power, uh, and his unwillingness to accept that the election was, was lost something that he had telegraphed months before the mm-hmm. election. This yes. was a coup in the making long before. And yet Republicans continued to coddle it. Candidates like Derek Van Orden uh, don't shy away from being on the U.S. Capitol grounds on January 6th. You had members of Congress, Tom Tiffany and Scott Fitzgerald, who actually voted against the certified votes of voters in two states. You had Ron Johnson offering to be a mule for fraudulent electoral ballots from Wisconsin and Michigan. If you are Republican leaning and you're still listening 49 minutes into this show, first off, (laughs) God bless you. Second, thank you for having an open mind. Third, if you can't vote for a different party, you know, for the first time, and trust me, a lot of people are are voting non-Republican for the first time, but if Mm -hmm. you can't vote, then, then, I can't believe I'm saying this because I normally don't stay, say it, stay home, don't vote to vote for them because, well, I like their tax cuts or I like, you know, what oh, Governor Evers gave a tax cut. Governor Evers yeah. gave us a huge tax cut. Yeah. Yeah. But, well, but that, that's just an example. I mean, yeah, that actually right. takes me to a point. I want to make sure I slide in here that, that there's going to be all these, all these attacks on governor Evers about crime, boy, they're going to, they're going to blow up crime, you know, Kenosha and Milwaukee crime and everything. When you don't respect the rule of law mm-hmm. to let a governor appoint a cabinet secretary, when you don't respect the rule of law to accept the peaceful transfer of power, you don't get to complain about other criminals as well. Um, that's the point I want to make her. Yeah. So, um, you know, we saw, and we're going to talk about this in our last segment. We got a couple minutes, a couple seconds left. We saw the courage of a 25-year-old Republican woman called Cassidy what Hutchinson or Hutchkins mm-hmm. or something, yeah. who who actually had the courage to to stand up against the entire party, and and that's what we got to hang on to. And we can talk about this after we uh, come back from our break in uh, yes in a, in a little bit. We will turn a conversation to proactive steps next. You're up north. Vikings and beekeepers, Vikings and beekeepers. Um, and we'll, we'll explain why Kirk has picked that battle cry music as he girds his loins for battle in a moment here. Girds his loins on oh, the air? That's, 
First, we want to thank our our radio host, Dell Radio, 92.7, the Shaw 101.1 FM, WAUK 540 AM. Use their Devil Radio app to catch the show anytime. The podcast version is in all the usual podcast places, including upnorthpodcast.com. The video version where you would have seen wonderful interpretive dance to this (laughs) tune from Kristen and Kirk can be found on the Facebook page of Kirk's Monaco Brewing Company and on YouTube. You can find my daily work over at upnorthnewswi.com and sign up for our daily newsletter over there. And um, it's not just that we do news, uh, daily news over there. But uh, I also want to say uh, about once a month or so, I mean, we, our readers send in so many gorgeous pictures from around Wisconsin, a different photo every day in the newsletter. And then at the end of the month, uh, I try to assemble it into an album to put on Facebook and on Instagram. So look for that in the next couple of days, because you guys send in amazing photos and we are, we are very thankful for that. Uh, now here comes Kirk to, uh, Tell us again about putting on his Viking horns and running right. into battle or dressing up as Kirk Gibson and Braveheart or whatever it All is. Right. So, so Pat, in a past life, I was an opera singer. I've seen the entire ring cycle from uh, Wagner. This is the Ride of the Valkyries. It's probably the hardest trombone piece in the in the history of trombones. That's what they have to audition with when they tr- get into a symphony orchestra. But the whole point of that scene was you have all these warrior women that are like descending, flying in from all corners of the earth because they have to protect their homeland because it's being attacked. And so I couldn't think of a better song uh, than than the Ride of the Valkyries because women are now going to turn ferocious because of what just happened to them. Uh, and so, you know, I was thinking, you know, you know, the Republicans, you know, in 2000, you know, this next election in November, uh, I can't imagine, like, if you're a suburban woman Republican, you know, who voted for, voted against Trump, you know, because you're like, I can't stand this guy. He's so misogynistic. Uh, but you're like, yeah, but but now the Democrats haven't done a whole lot because, you know, we can't break the filibuster. They're like, maybe I go back Republican again. Or maybe because, you know, inflation's high and I don't like how things are going. You go back Republican again. This just happened. And I. I, I have to believe that this is the battle cry. This is the whole point of our show. The battle cry for people it's happened with Roe v. Wade being overturned. And, and this is going to change politics in all of America and especially Wisconsin. Yeah, well, Kristen, what do you think? I think you've girded your loins a little bit there while uh, Pat's <laughs> been scrapbooking pictures. But I think the most important thing that we can do as women in Wisconsin is it, just take a look at what's happening from a really pure perspective and set aside what we've thought historically, Republicans, Democrats, all of that's out the window because there's so much at stake right now. So my plea to women in this country, especially in Wisconsin, because we hold our political parties pretty closely, like we hold our religion pretty closely. You know, I was born Catholic. I still feel Catholic. I don't really practice Catholicism, but I'll tell people I'm Catholic because that's what my people are. And that's how I was about being a Republican for a long time. But you got to let that go and look what is really happening. And I think we have to vote Democrat. I mean, we've all got to get out there, not doors, talk to each other, because the Republicans in mass are on the wrong side of this. We can start squabbling about taxes and all that stuff later on. But right now, there is way too much at stake. It is truly our democracy. 
we've got to vote Democrat. A couple other things we can do, donate to abortion funds in Wisconsin, help out Minnesota and Illinois. They are absorbing all of the influx that's coming out of Wisconsin. And also keep in mind, this is Pride Month. It's still June. So let's get out there and, you know, just appreciate each other for who we are, love our neighbors, and just do some good, build some community in the world. But before the appreciation that came with Pride Month came the fight, came the battle. This marks the month when homosexuals in New York City had had enough of police raids and Mm -hmm. criminal charges. These otherwise peaceful folks rose up, made noise, made their case, won over people, and won the rights they'd been denied. And it Mm -hmm. wouldn't have happened without that fight that we all should be doing next. Uh, Thank you, Kirk. Thank you, Kristen. We are off next week for an uh, extended holiday. We'll see you back up here at the cabin soon.